The Essence of Tea, Episode 73. Welcome! You are listening to the Essence of Tea podcast, where we share about the world of tea with you. From tea tastings to tea history and culture to tea education, health, and wellness, the Essence of Tea is your tea companion through your personal transformation and growth. I'm your host, Jenny Jie. Now let's get started. Hey, welcome to another wonderful episode about tea. But today I want to talk about something a little different from a different perspective. Many of you heard there's all sorts of uncertainty. I feel like we've heard about the word uncertainty for like five years or more. But in this day and age where there's crazy inflation, prices are going up for our foods, for our transportation, pretty much for everything globally, there are some things that we can get prepared for in the world of tea. So if you're not a tea drinker, these are some reasons why you might want to think about considering storing tea and honey. If you're watching live today on our YouTube channel, make sure you say hello in the chat so I can shout you out today. I would love to know where you're watching from and what you're drinking today. Maybe it's not even tea. Totally fine, but I'd really love to know what type of viewers we have watching us live today in the chat. So today I want to talk about the long-term benefits of tea and honey in your storage, in your food storage. Now I'm here in Fairbanks, Alaska. This is where I live. This is where I grew up. So my mindset's a little bit different. We're used to scarcity as far as supply chain. We have to get stuff trucked up here. And when the roads are terrible and the trucks spill over in Canada, we have almost no fresh produce in the grocery store. Isn't that crazy? You know, so there are a lot of preppers here in our state or just that mindset. I don't consider myself as a prepper, but I do consider myself as someone who likes to be prepared. With my background in sports medicine, we're always prepared. We have our medical kits. We've got our backup plans of our routes and where we're going to move crowds of people in case there's a crazy disaster, in case there's terrorism, um, an event, a stadium collapses, something like that. We're always thinking about emergency protocol to be prepared, not to scare people, but just to be prepared in case. So we're understanding what to do. Now, for me, I own a tea company, Sipping Streams Tea Company, and I've known for years that tea is dried, right? Most people understand tea is dried, but have you thought about why the tea is dried? Well, let me show you here. I have a baby tea plant with me here at my house, and I actually have my own tea farm here in Fairbanks, Alaska now. So I've had my tea company for over 16 years, and, and I've been specializing tea in education. And when COVID hit, we could not go and travel overseas to visit the different tea farms that we work with and to educate people that way. So we started our own tea farm, all sustainable, all run off of geothermal heat, power, and all from the natural hot springs water. So this is a year round high tunnel greenhouse that grows our own actual Camellia sinensis plant. This is a baby one, but if you ever look on my social media, we have 
um, lots of pictures and videos of our actual huge high tunnel tea farm at China Hot Springs Resort. Well, recently, because it's springtime now and it's past equinox, spring equinox, so we have over 12 hours of sunlight, the tea leaves are just shooting all these new tender leaves that are perfect for its nutrient density. So are you hearing the theme now? Like I have all these fresh leaves. I have to handpick them all. It took me over an hour to literally handpick all the best of the best of the tea leaves. Now, what do you do with that? Well, let me show you here. So here I am at the tea farm and the tea farm doesn't actually have that many plants there. There's only about Oh, and I think maybe we'll have like 60 trees now. And you can see these really, really bright green shoots coming out. And that is the most nutrient dense, the most freshest of the fresh. And how do we preserve them? But to pick them and dry them, hence why we have tea today the way that we do. So I'm picking all these tea leaves and there's a bunch of them. I'm, I'm picking a good number of them. It took me about an hour to pick them. And how do I preserve them? Well, I could do what I do with my blueberries and I could maybe freeze them, right? But green leafy plants don't actually like to be frozen, right? Berries might like to be frozen, but not green leafy plants. I could jar them and can them, but again, it could literally just disintegrate in that heating and jarring process. So when you've got green leafy plants, one of the best ways to do it besides freezing them is to dry them. Hence how tea rolling and preserving and drying has transformed the world in the last over 4,000 years. Are you seeing where I'm going? So we have these green tea leaves. These are the best of the best. I've picked them all. They're starting to wilt, which is great because I can shape them, but they're also going to start turning brown. And I can't just eat all this tea. I mean, have you ever eaten a straight up tea leaf? It's pretty strong and potent. So if I've got the best of the best, super nutrient dense, I have to preserve it by rolling it tightly to squeeze all the air out of it as much as I can and then dry it, right? So it took me about three hours to hand roll this whole batch of tea leaves. Crazy, right? So I just wanna show you what it means to use tea as nutrients in your plan of long-term food storage. Now, number one, quality always matters. Quality always matters. The source, where it's coming from, how fresh it was at the time, right? As a prepper, if you're a prepper, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't want to store stuff to store stuff. You want to have quality storage of your ingredients, right? Like no matter where you get your food from, or if you're doing it yourself and you've got your garden in the summertime, you're prepping that food because you know you spent the time and you've seen it all the way through how the quality of your food is. Well, technically tea is a food, whether it is off of the plant straight itself or whether it's going to be from the actual dried tea leaves. Oh my goodness, I couldn't believe I spent about three hours making this tea. But what's important about the nutrients of tea and what it does is that um, tea contains a significant amount of polyphenols, right? Polyphenols are those antioxidants. They're full 
of different um, components like alkaloids, like caffeine, like theophylline, theobromine, helps with opening up and relaxing the bronchioles to absorb oxygen. It's got different vitamins in it. It has anti-inflammation properties. It helps boost your immune system. It's, it's got chlorophyll in it, that green leafy goodness that is good for the human body, which we need from plants. So tea is super powerful, as long as it's a good quality tea to start with, to start with, to begin with, and that it's stored properly, that it's rolled well. So when you think about it, and you're gonna store you know, your kale, your spinach, think about adding tea to your food storage, just in case, and it lasts such a long time, for years. The shelf life of tea is like, three to five years, okay? And usually you've drank in it by then and it's very portable and light. That's the biggest thing. It's like, it's not the same as jarring and canning anything. It's super light because you've gotten rid of a bunch of, of the water. This whole baggie. And it's not even that big of a baggie. It ended up being, oh, I wrote this down. It was like only 35 grams of tea leaves, but you only need 2.5 grams of tea to make a serving that you can receive up to four times. And let me show you how that is done right here. So I hand rolled hundreds of these little individual leaves, one leaf, at a time. This is actually green tea that hand rolled and when it dried out it ended up turning a little brown and that fuzziness is actually a really high quality characteristic of the tea leaf itself. Makes it really smooth, very thick and viscousy. So I'm going to weigh those out scale here in my cup set to make sure that it is um, about 2.5 to 3 grams and you're going to see how many leaves it took to actually make that much for like a single serving. That's a lot. That's like a handful of tea leaves. And so when you see how much nutrients that is, that's a lot of nutrient density in that serving of tea for technically one cup of tea. And that's why you can see high quality teas are way more nutrient dense than um, lower quality tea leaves. about it is that you can steep it up to four times so I want you to see how much leaf it actually was how much fresh leaf it actually was I'm gonna decant the tea so you can see the tea how green it is how much color there is 
and we'll see how big these leaves open up so you can actually get a, a feel for how much leaf there actually is. Oh, it smells, wow, it smells amazing. Okay, it's going to be really hot. And you can still see how tightly rolled it is. And it's good for like three more steepings. But these are huge, well, they're not even unrolled yet, huge pieces of tea that I spent the time to hand roll them artistically to keep the nutrients in there to make it very healthy and to slowly release flavor but also to preserve the quality of the nutrients because we're using this for long-term storage that's essentially what tea is for um, it's dried and rolled because of long-term storage So as you can see, like if you were to eat them, say you, it was just like as if you had other green leafy um, plants, you know, you can have kale or you can freeze, um, you can also freeze uh, spinach, but some people are switching to freeze drying, right? So that's a way that you can preserve them. You could use the tea leaves in many other ways of just eating them because technically, technically, the best way to get all the nutrients out of the tea plant, which is considered a superfood, is just to eat it. And so there's actually international restaurants that actually cook with tea. So if you don't have a freeze dryer, you might want to think about investing in tea, maybe growing your own tea plant. But if not, a baby step is just buying teas. Teas that you know are, are quality teas that you know the source of where it comes from and how well those nutrient properties are. Because again, it's like rolling the tea leaves is like self vacuum sealing and keeping in the nutrients and the essential oils in there. So it's a really good thing to have especially for long-term food store storage, or even if like you're a prepper, but usually you're a prepper because you care about being prepared, right? So those are some things to consider. Now, another vital food to consider for long-term storage is honey, raw honey. And I know so many of you, you know, you just add honey to your tea, but it actually is a food source, right? It's a food source that's full of vitamins. It's full of ascorbic acid, um, niacin, minerals such as calcium, copper, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, uh, potassium, zinc. It's got a lot of really good nutrients in it. And it essentially is good forever, especially if it's raw honey. It's antimicrobial. It's anti-inflammatory. Um, it's great for its antibiotic um, properties for wound care, um, even things like your colds. It's got almost everything you need in it to survive, right? Have you heard the term like milk and honey? Like those are kind of like the two things that if all, that's all you had that would actually help you survive for a very, very long time. And there have been like people groups in our history have, that's what they've had to survive on. So Honey, especially raw honey, is a very vital thing to have in your pantry for long-term food storage, not just because it tastes great and it's great to put in your tea, but because it is full of nutrients and that it never goes bad. So I have some examples here 
because this is our own raw Alaskan fireweed honey. And you might see it's like, oh, it's all crystallized, right? So I get a lot of complaints from people who don't understand what raw honey is. And raw honey does crystallize. It gets hard because the, the um, enzymes in there that are raw are preserved when it's raw, right? You don't want to kill all the goodness in there if you um, zap it, right? If you put it in the microwave. This one actually wasn't in the microwave, but you can see how my bottle's like a little deformed here. Um, I think I put it in hot water and then it just kind of started to melt. So that's not actually a good thing. Um, but the thing is rock hard honey is good forever. They found honey in the tombs of Egyptians. Um, it might seem rock hard, but you can always take a butter knife, right? You can always just take a butter knife and then just put it on your toast, right? Put it on your bread. For those of you who like to make sourdough bread, make your own bread at home. Um, and it preserves forever, even if it's kind of hard and crunchy because it crystallizes. That's just a sign that's really good honey, actually. But if you do microwave your honey over and over again, it will start to crystallize faster and faster because you're kind of burning the honey and caramelizing it at, a, at the same time. So you don't really want to be microwaving your honey, but it will dissolve in tea, of course. You could just eat it right out of the jar. Like I said, it's got tons of nutrients in it. It's raw. It's preserved forever, right? Yeah, it tastes great, especially when it's raw, unfiltered honey. And like a teaspoon goes a long ways for all of that nutrients. You don't need to put it in the refrigerator, right? Anything that makes the preservation easier, any food, so dried tea leaves and honey, anything that doesn't require refrigeration, freezing, is going to be much easier to take care of than all the electricity, which is not necessarily sustainable unless you have a geothermal power plant like we do at China Hot Springs Resort for the tea farm. You want to keep it as simple as possible and sustainable as possible. So honey, raw honey, raw local honey, especially because it helps you fight your local allergies, so raw local honey and tea, which tea has been transported globally. You know, most of the tea that's produced is made out of India or China. There's the main countries of export for tea. Or you could even grow your own tea plants too. So if you're interested in learning way more about tea, I have a free workshop coming up this month if you want to join us. And you can just text the number five, and then days of tea, all one word, the number five, days of tea, all to 206-339-4587. And you can learn all different things you can do with tea, the health benefits of tea, how to steep tea, how you grow tea, and so much more. And it's an absolutely free workshop. Most of our classes start at over $300 a class, but this is live it's free. You can watch the replays after it goes live and submit your questions. So I'm actually making this customized depending on the people who attend this free workshop that starts April 17th. So sign up today if you want to learn more about the benefits of tea, but consider these two items for long-term food storage. And they're great, especially if you're a prepper or you just want to be prepared for the unknown of what's going to happen this year in the economy and in supply chain. Supply chain could be even be food sustainability, right? So if you've got a family, 
tea and honey go a long ways. They don't take up a lot of space and they're pretty inexpensive in the long run. So tea and honey, consider putting them in your food storage or just in your pantry. Um, it's something that you can forget about and it won't ever go bad unless the tea leaves got wet for some reason, right? that can last for a long, long time and be very nutritious for you, your friends, and your family. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Essence of Tea podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. Just one more thing. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate it. And don't forget to also check us out at sippingstreams.com.